0: Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from The Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday.
1: Hi, it's Barbara Paxer wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah. And we're wishing you a happy holidays.
2: Hey, everyone. It's Sheena Shea from Shenanigans just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, Hey guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Ladies Like Us. us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy
1: holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow.
2: Hello, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Shaq, I know you love being Santa. No, I am Santa. Yeah. Day, happy, holidays happy Holidays from, from adulting,
0: adulting Like, like a mother, mother Father.
1: Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year.
0: Tis the season of
2: giving! And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now.
0: So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free.
2: Give us your ears.
0: And they'll give you awesome deals.
2: And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and every that they do so we can have this free podcast for you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products
1: so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life On the 2010s. Goodbye. A new decade is upon us. 2020. And there's no better time for self-reflection. To decide how we can become better, more well-rounded human beings. But for Dan, it's an impossible task. I mean, what do you improve upon? Perfection? Certainly not his silky smooth jumper.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Jumper. Ah!
1: nor his incredible interviewing skills. Dan Patrick does it perfect. I guess he could be a little better about acknowledging how
2: wonderful he truly is. Well, I got a Marconi over there for the radio host of the year, and I got some Emmys around
1: here. I
0: but you I don't
1: want to talk about me. <laughs> but ultimately, 2020 will again be the year of the Dan Patrick Show, broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How many days can you say Happy New Year? Or is it the end of the week, and then we're done? <laughs> this is the Dan Patrick Show.
4: I don't know how long you can say it, but I'm going to say a happy new year to you. It is Kelvin Washington, Rob Parker in for Dan Patrick at the Dan Danettes. One more hour for us. Been a great show thus far, hanging out with you, brother. We've been talking about the wild card uh for a while now. We're going to get right back to that in just a little bit. But do want to get your thoughts. Rob, on uh, the passing of David Stern at the age of 77. We know that he had a brain hemorrhage a few weeks ago and uh, ultimately was his demise again a couple days ago now. Uh, just get your thoughts on him and his legacy and uh, what he was able to do and really take the NBA to the heights of where they are now.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I started covering, I told you this earlier, I started covering the NBA in 1987. I was a sports writer for the Daily News in New York, and I covered the New Jersey Nets and then the Knicks. So I was around the NBA a lot. I would I covered a lot of big games, playoff games. One thing that David Stern did do when he first took over was we used to be up in the rafters the way that we are now, the right. media. But back then, Stern brought all the writers from up top down the court side so that we could take in the game. We'll be able mm. to write about it. We'll be able to hear the players talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Smart and move. It was. It really was. A matter of fact, I sat courtside. From Michael Jordan's famous shot against Craig Elo in Cleveland. Yep. I was sitting right there, half court, right on the court, heard everything, saw everything. I still remember that to this day. So Stern did a lot of things in his 30 years as commissioner, and obviously the NBA was in a bad place back in the late 70s. The championship game was on tape delay yeah. on CBS. Uh, which nobody can even imagine now. Can not you imagine watching? You, Matt, no, you watch Steph lo- Curry
4: and LeBron, right there. You know, watching would, right,
3: not live. It would be like your local sports would go, "Hey, uh, tonight after the late local news, you know, uh if you don't want to, if you're gonna watch the game, turn your head. I'll put up the score of the game, and they would put up the score and tell you who won. You could never conceive that now, but that's where the league was. There was a lot of drug issues or yep. whatever. So all that stuff being said. Stern hit a lot of home runs. He had a couple of misses as as well. And I and I and I wonder uh when you think about it, like uh Donald Sterling, all of his laundry was out there and what Mm -hmm. he was doing and how he was renting the black and Hispanic people in Los Angeles and you know, a lot of bad stuff. They kind of never came after Sterling. Uh look at David Stern at the time. Obviously times have changed. The Kobe Bryant rape trial. They let the Lakers fly him back and forth. He wasn't suspended. He got to play throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that, was that, that was wild. That wouldn't that was fly spectrum, now, yeah. right? That that's something uh, well, that... Well, I'll say this. That wouldn't fly
4: now. I do think there he did not com, he was not the commissioner during an era of social media for the most of his career. Maybe obviously the last two years, but right. aware you see this in the NFL a lot. They kind of lick their finger, wave it in the air and say, where's the wind blowing? What are people saying on social media? What is the response? That's going to ultimately dictate how we respond. Uh, we're going to give, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Ray, not Ray Lewis, but, uh, Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. We're going to give Ray Rice four games. I can't believe you. Six games. You know, the NFL does it a lot. So I said that to say, David Stern, even with the Kobe Bryant, had it been now with the Me Too movement and people more aware were more, more sensitive things, maybe he would have gone, all right, you know what, I gotta suspend this guy. So I do think it was a different era. And um, then, and, and then
3: the other one, I just want to make yeah. two other points. You know, the dress code and the hip hop era, that, that, that was yeah. a, that was probably his biggest and he realized that he made a mistake in that because, and, and people say, well, what's wrong with asking people to wear suits or whatever? But it was kind of vilified, like, uh, how we dressed him, how comfortable we were. Like, it was something wrong with that. Like, we were all thugs so, if you wore your pants a little loose or if you wore a throwback wore a jersey or a gold chain. Yeah. Like, it was a bad thing. What?
4: Did what you see I it think like he, that? What I think he missed was what you're doing, Commissioner, to a league that at the time maybe 75, 80% black. Is perpetuating the stereotype that they already deal with outside of the confines yes. of NBA stadiums. They're already, you know, portrayed or felt as, oh, well, that guy has on baggy jeans and a so hoodie; he must be a thug. So now I have to deal with that in my own workforce, in my own place, where you actually know me, you actually know me, you commissioner. know me. So I what? literally have shaken
3: your hand, have called you, and talked. And, and what and does it matter what I have on? You know what kind of person I am, or whatever. Right. It's just a comfortable dress. So I think he missed that. And they don't. He and, also and the
4: uniform, real quick, Rob. Yep. The uniform is what's on the court. Right. You get what I mean? Like, it is not like I was wearing a do-rag and some baggage right. on the court. And I'm drinking a 40 I'm walking into a sports arena. Right. That's it. Now again, yes, looking back, some of the outfits were extreme, but I mean, you look at, Cal Kuzma, Russell Westbrook And what now, people are wearing, exactly. They're, they're coming out with this extreme. And and now, but that's celebrated because it's like, wow, they're expressing themselves. They got different. Kyle Kuzma has a slim, shady, blonde hair, and it's cool, and it's accepted now. So I think he wants that bad. And then you also get the, the CP3, right?
3: Yeah. Well, that one, and for people in L.A., they they never forgave David Stern for that. Never. And the other one he did, which also was strange, he changed the, the bas- changed the basketball without talking to the players. Do you remember that? And Nash... Mm-hmm. And CP3, Duncan and all those people were complaining. Remember, they were cutting their hands on yeah. the ball. So he did back up and, and, and change the ball midseason because all the players that complained. I respect
4: that, that he, that was able to not just force and say, well, you have to deal with it. Nah, but he, by the way, how do they cut their hands? You, you play basketball. I, 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 I don't know that. They, that they just said it was extreme. weird. I know.
3: And, well, was it but, sandpaper? But they didn't like the ball, but he did a lot of different things, a lot of good things. Like I said, there were some swings and misses. Uh, what, what's your thought well, of David Stern? Like,
4: what would be your lasting thought of him? Um, was I think globals is it globalization? I think for him to say, you just mentioned it, coming out of the league where guys were on drugs, and you know I work with Spectrum here in LA, and uh, you know Big Game James is on there for the Lakers, and and he mentioned that he said, look, when I came in the league, dude, there were, you know drugs was an issue, guys weren't you know taking the league seriously, and David Stern came in, and interesting point what James Worthy said. He saved guys' lives because of the drug rule. Because guys had to get clean, guys had to get off drugs, guys had to better their lives in order to continue to make a livelihood for themselves. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um. And then again, the globalization understanding. Yo, this Michael Jordan kid, he might not have rings yet, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna highlight him just as much as we're doing Magic and birth. Oh no yo, doubt. This, you know this this uh, Shaquille O'Neal guy. He is fun. We're gonna let him be fun. We're gonna let him have fun. We're gonna let him be silly. We're gonna let him do movies. We're gonna let him... and just making the game bigger. You know what? The rest of the world is putting pros in the Olympics. We're putting pros in the Olympics. What did you think of where
3: he would fit in, like today? Because you know, there, people say that Adam Silver is way too player friendly, and the players like I don't know if David Stern would be cool with the load management. We already saw that mm-hmm. when Popovich did it one year. I remember it was a big. Miami Heat, was. uh, Spurs game and Popovich sent home, uh, Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and Danny Green early and didn't, they didn't play in that game and, and Stern found him the next day, $250,000 and was pissed because it was a big yeah. national game. So I don't know if the load management, like Adam Silver let it get out of hand and now he had to reel him back in a little bit. Well, I, think, I, I wonder how yeah. Stern would,
4: would deal with players now. He definitely governed much tougher than Adam Silver. I right. think Adam Silver is enjoying that he is considered the most uh progressive commissioner in all of sports. Yeah, you know, he's Rob, embracing Rob gambling, Rant, yeah, all that. Exactly. Right. Trying to be always be ahead of the curb, one step ahead of the other leagues, being innovative. So I think he is enjoying that, right? And I think he walked right in. He got an alley-oop. He got an alley-oop in Lob City. What I mean is he walked right in, to the donald sterling situation he did what the players and most would deem as right by relieving him of his ownership of the team and blah blah blah, blah. so he walked right into looking like hey okay doing a cabbage patch thing and they like me they look right. at me the players love me they, they respect me they think i'm doing the right thing so he kind of walked right into a good situation to be deemed as you know a guy who is about player, us, fr- player like. friendly and about what we what we need and what's best for us Then all of a sudden he you know does some other things and then you mentioned the gambling and so on so forth. He's big Um, on that. I think his only miss Adam Silver so far, or depending on your your point of view, is the whole China situation that we had the oh that was
3: that was a swing and a miss. Yeah, so that
4: would be his. And by the way, you're going to do that. You and I do a three hour show today. You know we're gonna get something incorrect. We're gonna say he had 30 touchdowns. It was 25. Like you're going to you know make a mistake, uh, in your job. And you you and you think dude you do three shows in a day. You're going to say something that might offend someone at some point, you know, as you, how many, seven jobs today? Something like that. Something yeah. like you that. You
3: know, I'm from Jamaica, Queens. You I'm are. I'm from
4: Jamaica. You took that to heart. <laughs> you took it to heart, Jamaica, Queens. But I also, again, I just think, uh, Doc Adam Silver is trying to do the balance. I think he sat next to David Stern and said, all right, here are the great things and here are the things that I would have done differently, or I, the players are telling me they wish he would have done differently. I'm going to implement that, right? I'm going to pull from him. It's like what you want to do with your parents, right? Pull from the best things from your parents, and then there's some ways that they didn't, you know. They you remember like stuff that they did. You like when I'm, I'm a parent, I'm not going to do that to my kids. By the way, half of them you're going to do already, right? I'm, I have a three year old one year, and I find myself saying the stupid things that my mom and you used know, to say to parents, you. These I would never like. Well, why not? Because I said so. Right. That was and it. Now I say it. Uh, my, that, that's what my
3: mom used to always say. I remember that too. Like because I said so. Because I said so. or Because I'm the mother.
4: Because I'm the mother. Yep. Like, and, I'm like okay. And trust me, brother. I say half of that stuff that I swore I would never say. All I can. I, I can't stand when you leave a light on in my house. Right. I you am know that what? guy. I if you leave a light and a TV on for no right. reason, like, what are you doing?
3: Turn that off!
4: Right? I I lose my mind.
3: Is your dad? My, my mom's saying was uh the electric company in New York was Con Edison. Uh-huh. Is your dad Con Edison? I would hear
4: that yep. all the time. And, and shout out to your mom, yeah, because I, I'm 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 doing the same thing around here for sure. But uh, the other thing we wanted to get into is the NBA All Star voting. Do want to get into that as well? Uh, so your your leaders. Which is interesting because they might be the two best players in the NBA. And this is coming from, you know, me, uh, we're a little opposites on the LeBron spectrum. Homer. Not yet. LeBron I'm, Homer. I'm all in with LeBron. Uh, and, and you not so much, but Luka Doncic and of course, Giannis, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo, Those are your leading vote getters. Um, Lee's leads to by 599 votes, which is obviously, you know, nothing because fans are going to get more into it. But you want to dive a little deeper into this and we may carry this on the next side, on the other side. Fans account for 50% of the vote to determine the 10 starters for the 2020 season. Uh, which is, by the way, the game's going to be on February 16th. I am going. Fif- it's in Chicago this year. 50% of the vote. Where are you on that? Is that too much? Is that just right? Should it be 100% because it's just an exhibition game? It should be for the, for the fans. I know some people don't like that the fans vote.
3: The first returns from the fan voting, you had, here's where people say, this is why the fans shouldn't vote. Alex Caruso from the Lakers is number eight when you talk about guards. Also, uh, uh, Taco Fall in Boston is sixth in the front court. So you say, what? How are these guys on the list? And how are the fans, you know, oh, it's just a pers- it's just a popularity contest. I'm all for the fans. The fans, it's their game. Don't take it away from the fans. Let them see who they want to see. It's just an exhibition. It ain't a real game. And here's the other problem. When they gave players the right to vote for this, you remember after yep, a couple yep. of years, finally they said, well, we'll let the players vote. The first year they allowed players to vote, Kelvin, watch. Here, here's the big one. 324 players voted. 128 did not vote for LeBron James. 154 did not vote for Kevin Durant. It's a conflict of interest. Everybody has agendas. I don't like him. I don't like his camp. I'm not voting for LeBron. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'm not big on it should be fans vote for the starters. Coaches and GMs vote for the reserves. And this way, guys who might not be celebrity or big Mm -hmm. names. But who deserve it? Spencer Dinwiddie, for example. Exactly. Like Spencer Dinwiddie is a great player for the Nets. He's number 10 in the guard. So he would make it as, as a reserve that picked by the coaches and GMs. You have a yeah, with I that? like
4: that? I don't, I don't, because I think it's a fans game. Fans are the ones loving it. And look, you're always going to get, you just mentioned a Taco, uh, falls in there. You're going to get an Niles because they're fan favorites and it's fun, but they're not going to actually make the team. Um, the only person who you could say maybe made a team that you, eh, and he was still a quality player. He's in the Hall of Fame now, but you could argue that too. But was like a Yao Ming because of the, you know, the country of China, right? And voted. And, and I remember right. And so you had so many people voting for him that he got it, and you were like, whoa, whoa. I mean, that you know, he's a good, really good player, but I don't know if he's an all star this year, and, and he or he would lead the league in votes, and you'd be like, wait a minute, he's definitely not leading the league in votes. So, but other than that, usually it pans out, and we get it right. So and I, you're I don't right, but
3: fans usually get it right. Do you think, uh, and we're going to talk to? Uh, hopefully, you'll chime in on this. Do, who do you think should vote for the All Star game? Should it be the players who actually play the game or on the court? Should it be the fans? Should it be the coaches and the G and the GMs, or a combination? Because right now it's a combination: it's fifty percent fans, twenty five percent players, and twenty five percent coaches yep. and GMs. I say the fans get to vote for the starting lineups. And then let the GMs, the players so should stay how it out used of it. To be. Yes, go back to where the way it used to be. Players aren't engaged. When you, when 128 could really leave LeBron James and you know, I'm not the craziest LeBron James fan, but I respect his talent. When you tell me 128 left him off the ballot, that's something deep right there. That ain't got nothing to do with playing.
4: Facts. And I remember I used to do uh, the show with Marcellus, Marcellus Wiley, and he would tell me how many times, and then you hear this with like, when they do the NFL 100 players, top 100, that they, you just go, you know, I'm not fill it out. I gotta go. Like, you don't actually put thought, right. like, you're just kind of like, uh, yeah, 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 and I'm out of here. Like, got, they throw it to you at the end of a game, you're ready to go out, you're ready to hit the club, or you're ready to go home to your family, or go to dinner, and you just kind of, You're not taking it seriously. Yeah. And so, you know, the player, the players aren't all that much better than the fans for sure. All right, uh, we'll come back. If you want to hop in on this, uh, 877, we're taking your phone calls, 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369. And also, again, we have the wild card games to get into. There's a couple of games we haven't talked about as much. We will do that. It's Rob Parker, Kelvin Washington, in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes. It's the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but
4: please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, i I'm out.
1: 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life.
4: Feel Good Friday, Dan Patrick's show. Danettes, they're having a little holiday vacation. You have Rob Parker, myself, Kelvin Washington, hanging out with you, 877-996-6369. Rob Parker, FS1. KW Live for myself. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we're being brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Driving performance. And uh we were talking about the NBA. Uh, real quick, I want to put a button on that All-Star yep. conversation. Uh, Luka Doncic and Giannis are leading the way respect in their respective conferences. Are those the two best players in the league?
3: Uh I don't have a problem with that, yep. I mean, a lot of people love the way LeBron's playing and Anthony Davis, and then you always James have Kawhi, Harden. yep, James Harden. There's a number of great players. But I guess the thing is, and it's weird, is considering how well the Lakers and the Clippers are both doing in L.A., a big market, but the ratings are really down, and it's because of Kevin Durant's hurt, Kawhi Leonard's hurt. I mean, uh Kyrie's hurt, um, Steph Curry, Steph Curry,
4: and the Warriors yeah. are banged up. You know, like it's it's I, a mixed bag. Facts. I think I think you needed the Warriors to be in the league. I think we kind of like everybody thought this. Oh, anybody can win it, and yeah, you know, maybe the Denver Nuggets have a chance, and maybe you know the you know you obviously have the. Clippers and the Lakers maybe the Rockets have a chance but you need that enemy and the Warriors were the team that we all loved then they became the team a lot of people hated right but you knew you could rely on them being there and being around and that was a big blow to the NBA was having them be injured because you lost that that Yankees, you know, you lost. No, that, there's, a, there's a degree it. You to lost that. those Patriots, where you're gonna hate them or you're gonna love them, but you're gonna watch. But you you're gonna watch because you want to see them get beat, or you want right, or you want to see them win. Yep, you need that Duke to be good, that you know, or Kentucky, and and I think the Warriors being injured and being out of it and becoming irrelevant really hurt. So I, I, I think that hurt the league probably more than anything is the loss of just a big star to the team. And like you mentioned. If you still have the Warriors with Clay, Steph, Draymond, and then DeAngelo Russell, okay, that team looks really good. And now I have Kyrie and Kevin Durant over there, in Brooklyn. That's but, another but they whole both team, hurt, right. exactly. That's another entire team that I, I'd want to see. I'd want to watch, and that maybe it could be contenders in the East, contenders that win something. They're hurt, so I definitely think though the injuries would be the the thing that I would say more than just people are just disinterested in the NBA. I would say it's been the injuries taking away, and it turns into a well. I'll just catch up with it in the postseason. It's kind of turned into that.
3: So, what are we on, uh, to get back to the NFL with yes. the other games that we didn't talk about? Cause we talked about Saturday's games, right? Yes. What about Sundays?
4: Uh, we have more games. Well, we could, we kind of, we kind of, uh, splitted the difference a little bit. Okay. We have some more games to get into. Uh, what about, let's get to Minnesota at New Orleans. That's going to be 105 Eastern Time, uh, Sunday. So that's 10 a.m., uh, Pacific. Yes. And, you know that's an interesting we, game there. Because that is you, because you got that Kirk Cousins from a couple you know seasons back, and Kirk
3: Cousins can't doesn't seem to be able to win the big games or the games that matter the most, or the games that are in prime time. We know well, at least it's, it's not a football, Monday right? At least it's not a Monday. What is he zero and nine or zero and 10? 0 and eight or something? Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's zero and nine uh, on on Monday night. Who do you like in that game? And then you got the Saints who were even rolling even when uh, Drew Brees missed those games. You Remember with Teddy Bridgewater, yep. so they're a really good team. Um. I don't know. People are it's picking a, the people are picking the Vikings for an upset.
4: Yeah, a lot of people are picking the Vikings. I think the ability to run, have defense, and like you said, Kirk Cousin goes to a conversation we've had earlier. If you can just not hurt us, right? Uh If you can just not hurt us, and ha- and to his credit, for the most part, he's not hurt them, I and mean, he's had and he's, he's had, played
3: better the second half of the season, even though they lost their last two a, games. A,
4: agreed. Uh, but I, I look at this Saints team right now. I mean, Drew Brees, the percentage in which he is completing passes is, un- is unheard of. Uh, it's remarkable, and then you talk about Michael Thomas and the ability to, for them to you have. You want to talk a about a stud right there, yeah, man. He and probably the most, maybe like one of the understated. There's always that receiver that's so good that we never talk about the Andre Johnsons of the world. If you you know, uh and Michael Thompson is that he's having an amazing run as well. This team, man, the Saints. The last few years, they keep. I mean, shoot, even last year they had a chance to get back to the you know back to the Super Bowl for for Drew. This team is really really talented. This team is really good, and I, I think they're rolling right now. And the ability to run the ball, Um, you know, uh, as well. Now they can, of course, if they become reliant on Drew Brees, maybe if you're the Vikings, you can find a way to shut that down. So they're going to it's going to be important for the Saints to continue to find a way to run the ball so that they're versatile. Right. Um, but I'm gonna I would roll with the Saints, and they're at home, and I don't know if I can trust Kirk Cousins going into New Orleans. That's the in big a test. meaningful game that... and winning. I don't even think that he necessarily has to have a bad game. But I don't know if I can trust him to win. And Sean Payton, I feel like, is on a mission as well. Uh you know, to get back and win try to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, and the
3: window's closing. There's pressure on Drew Brees, right? As he gets older. Yeah, true.
4: You don't know if this
3: is this the last year that they're good enough with Drew Brees. So so you want to take advantage of it of a team that was pretty good. You got a home playoff game. Um Yeah, I'm mixed on that. I'm not that big of a Kirk Cousins fan, and I've seen him. Even though he's played better in the second half, like I said, I'm I, I would just go with the home team here. Uh, but I'm surprised at how many people are picking the Vikings.
4: I, I'm not surprised though, because again, I think that they've had, first of all, they've been you know for the most part pretty good the last few years. They have really good defense, and again, if they're able to run the ball. And New Orleans defensively is that they're not great defensively and they never really have been. That's always been their Achilles heel. Kind of like, uh, Peyton Manning and the Colts all those years. They were really good, but they, their defense couldn't stop anybody. And you could argue the same thing with Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. That's, that's the bugaboo there is like, you don't know how bad the defense will wind up being.
3: You know, Patrick could have a great game or put up enough points or whatever you think enough to win. And that defense could cough it up at the end. And then that's been Andy Reid's story, right? They just can't win the big game as well. So the Chiefs are out there. The one team I will say, all right. So so that's the
4: other. Well, and also real quick with the, with the Saints too. They played, they played the good quote unquote good teams, uh, very well too. Remember that They had a great game against the 49ers. They lost it, but, uh, they were right there, had a chance to win it. And so they have played well against Great. They've beaten the bad teams, and they play well against good and great teams as well. I like seeing that. It's versus, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys, only beating up on the bad teams. Right. The also-rans, the never was. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, I, I would roll with the Saints in that one. I do expect it to be a close one, a close competitive game. And not to mention, I think again, you talk about that 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 pass from uh, Case Keenum to Diggins, and, and he was able to re- run that against the Saints. Was that two years ago? Now that that amazing miracle there they had. I was I was at a sports bar in LA and watching it,
3: and there was uh, one Saints fan they had on a jersey or whatever, and he's jumping around as the game is coming to an end. And to see the devastation when the Vikings pull it out in the last play, that dude was crushed. Like you know, oh, you don't. Oh yeah. You don't celebrate till the game is over, though. I mean, that is like the. As a fan, you've got to be crazy to be celebrating because you just we've seen this happen over it, and over and over. Like uh, you know, uh, that's old saying. I know it's cliche. It's not over till the fat lady sings, and it's so true. And that guy was jumping around like celebrating, and then. T- for that last second touchdown for the Vikings, he was sitting there, hands and head, totally devastated. Could that, not believe what he saw. If that
4: Saints DB makes that t- goes in for any type of fundamental tackle that you're talking about, just right. He makes that tackle or at least slows him down enough that maybe someone else can get there, but he just goes in and tries to lay the wood and actually misses him. And then he, Stefan Diggs was able to run. That was to one the end when zone. you
3: didn't need wood. You just nope, needed just make to just tackle. wrap him just up. Just make
4: the tackle. All right. The other game is going to be uh, Saturday when to get to is the Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. Talked earlier, to Adam Kaplan and, uh, was talking about the fact that JJ Watt is trying to play now. Obviously not going to be near a hundred percent at all. This was a four to six months injury. Um, but. Deshaun Watson, really almost as talented as they come when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, you got DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, you have some, some, some talent there with the Texans. You can say they really underachieved over the last few seasons because people have expected more out of them. Uh, especially when they had Jadavion Clowney going with JJ Watt and the defense was looking solid as well. Um, who do you like right now? The Buffalo Bills who surprised people with Josh Allen have able to been successful the last couple of seasons out their 10 and six this year uh they're able to use him in the way that look you don't expect him to throw for 350 400 yards but if he's able to kind of give you a 180 200 yards and able to run for 60 yards and your defense you know plays well you're in this thing yeah
3: that's that's a that's a tough game people like buffalo i don't know i i want to i want to pick them i want to i
4: do where are you on this one? Well, I, I, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm going with the Texans in this one. But they've uh, the been, biggest, they, but they've
3: been disappointing. Like you, you think they're going to make that run. Absolutely. Am I right? And it has over the last few years
4: when they have gotten in the playoffs and then they don't win like they're they, supposed they, to. They, they have underachieved for sure, especially when they've had a, a, pretty good mixture of an offense and a defense over the last couple of seasons. But, uh, I, th- I think right now I just can, tr- I think Deshaun, Watson is too talented, is too good, and has that thing that we talk about that really separates quarterbacks. It's look, if we have injuries and we don't have the players that we we'd we hope to have and the wide receiver and tight end positions and and even the backs if we don't have this, if this guy goes out, can you find a way to win right That's really what separates. Uh, these quarterbacks is that Tom Brady, no matter who was there, was able to do it. Uh, Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. Okay. Fine. The Colts, whatever. I'm going to be able right. to get it done. Russell Wilson. Who's here? Who's not? I'm going to be able to get it done. And that's to me what we were talking about earlier with Carson Wentz. We've been able to do that this season. I mean, despite all despite the injuries, all of the injury. They're, they're fine. They're going out to, uh, to, to Home Depot and find the receivers. And yet they're finding a way to win. I think Deshaun Watson has been able to do that. Offensive line has been terrible. I mean, sure, their offensive line has been terrible since David Carr for some reason.
3: Now, I know he's not playing this weekend because they have a buy. and I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I do want to bring this up. I think he has the least amount of pressure ever going into the playoffs from this standpoint. Not that he's not not getting older and, you know, time is ticking and maybe – he had a Pro Bowl season, but some people didn't think he played as great as he has played in the past, so I'll give you that. But this is the most balanced Packer team I've ever seen. Aaron Jones is, it can can rush for 100 some yards. He gets in the end zone. He had 19 touchdowns. They have a defense that makes plays, takeaways. So it's not about Aaron Rodgers having to score 40 points to win a
4: playoff game. Which is the only way they used to be able to win. Do you agree no, with that? No, I, I get that. He, did, he didn't look great against the Lions. Uh I, I tweeted that I feel like he was just playing with the you – Because know, like at the with end, the mouse. right, and then at the end – At the end, end I'm going to go ahead and de- devour this mouse. Uh, and I felt like he was that big cat. He was big Garfield or something. You know, he was just sitting there just With like, that uh, Cheshire – Yeah. Ch- uh, Cheshire cat grin exactly, or whatever. Exactly, like, yep, just like let me play around with the Lions. All right, let me – Oh, go ahead and make some plays like I always do against the Lions. But you're right. Having a run. I mean, I haven't had really a really back since I'm on, I'm on green. But I mean, that's been a while. right.
3: Where, where you can look at them and go, hey, it, it, you know, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's other people.
4: It's- but I question, I question their, t- are they, are they tough enough? To go up against some of the teams. Let, let's say it is the, the Vikings that beat the Saints and they have answer. to play them at some point. You know, are they tough enough to go up against a team like that? Are they tough enough against a goal? You know what
3: their record was against teams over 500 this year? What was it? Eight and one. So the answer is yes. I think that they are because they beat good teams to get that. You know, you could be 13 and three and then you look at the record and go, well, they really didn't beat anybody or it was a cupcake schedule. Yep. They swept the NFC North. Right they did, and they were uh eight and one against uh against the uh, teams over five hundred, and they had a couple of big road wins too, so they when you look at their thirteen wins and their resume, it is pretty strong, even though some of the games were ugly. And I think that's why people aren't ready to just say, "Oh, the Packers are the team to beat in mm. the NFC," because they struggled and they and they look bad sometimes. Yet they still won. They but got I,
0: stepped on by the Niners. I think they, they that's did. Get, the, well, thing. And that's
3: the, the Niners, Niners and the, and the Chargers—they they came out to California had two stinkers where they were like never in the game, right?
4: Both right. of those games. The Niners, but see the Niners, the Seahawks teams that are a little more uh going to be a little more physical. Like I said, even though they beat the Vikings, but in a, in a playoff setting, I could see the Vikings uh giving them a little trouble. I mean, it's 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 uh even the saints that's gonna be that would be a great that'd be a great game too but i just i wonder if the the but too i will say this in order to win a championship oftentimes you have to win ugly games uh you have to it is not the road to the super bowl is not always easy it's not always going to be you're blowing everyone out and so to their credit they're able to win as you just mentioned what is it eight one against teams with winning records they're able to win those types of games and finally having a running game may allow them to win a multitude of ways whether it's a shootout or hopefully, you know, they're able to maybe grind it out. Like again, I keep referencing the most recent win against the the Lions, where they were down most of the game. No, down, uh, down they, the whole, they were to, down there, the, until, to, they, until to, they kicked the kick game-winning it, it field goal. game win the game, they were down or tied. Um, but you just mentioned Jones is running all over them, Uh and they're able to have Aaron Rodgers just do what he needs to do to win the game. And here's
3: the big here's the big stat of the whole season. Prior to this season, the Packers were four and ten. When Aaron Rodgers did not throw a touchdown in the game. Four and ten. This year, three and oh. They won all three games in which he did not throw a touchdown. To me, that's scary. That tells you that it ain't always all about. And the other part in his back pocket is what if he busts out in the playoffs and puts together two great games as QB with the defense, with a running game, and, then and he's at, in the Super Bowl. And at, and
4: at home. Right? And at home. That's, a key, and, that's and, another and, key the key part. What do you mean he gets too many passes? He's won two MVP. He pass won two MVPs. He won two MVPs
3: and a Super Bowl. Stop it. He is no Brady. Whoa. Yeah, you're right.
4: He hasn't cheated in his career. What do you, what do you, he said, no, he's no he's, Brady. He's no Brady as far as you the success of the team. You can almost take everything Rob says and put, insert Brady's name
1: instead of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, but man. But won't
4: do it because he flip-flops the names. It's like everything that's I good will, for Aaron Rodgers is not good for Brady. See, you do give him a little more excuses than you give us, say, LeBron. Where it's the same narrative that, you know, this guy is super talented, but yet he hasn't shown up at big moments. I'm just, Aaron Rodgers hasn't dragged the team to the, you know, Super Bowl that he, you know, we always would say, man, he didn't have anybody. Whereas other people, we say they Tom Brady dragged a team with nobody. Well, you got to admit, What's up though, with that? What's going on? With is it simply the surveillance? The, 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 they, the, the, the Patriots film people? Well, it's that. And then when you talk about LeBron, I know how you
3: old people are with technology. I'm just telling you. I, it, hey, I got <laughs> aluminum foil on my TV. Is that what's me. going on? But, uh, you know, I say LeBron is the for oh, boy. the finals failure of all time. He's got more finals losses than any other former MVP. Well, and before everybody runs out and goes, what about Jerry West? Jerry West has won an eight in the finals. Jerry West never won an MVP, a league MVP. So listen to what I'm saying. for finals failure of all time. I- I'm just... I want to go back to the the
0: California trip that the Packers seem to struggle with. Yeah, they get, they had, the had two Packers, bad trips. You know who's the number one seed? The Niners. They're in California. Yeah. So the Packers are going to have to go back there, and they're going to have to win. They're going to have to if wake
3: the four, up. If the 49ers make it, you, I just hope I, the I, Packers matter. Is, is a there?
0: game at this point because
3: all all stats and and trends are showing you the Packers
0: are going to get demolished
3: in San Francisco. Oh, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I know they had a stinker during the regular season, but Gavin, I'm not. It's because you get so
4: many passes. Demoli- demolishes, demolishes a bit much. Well, uh, both times they were in California, they got stepped on. That was in what, like September, October? Uh, that was November. November. I mean, yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, that was a. That was some time ago. B. This is this is entire when you get to the with post the season. division
3: on the line. They went to Minnesota and they shut down the Vikings. Right? They didn't have Dalvin Cook. I'll give you that, but they shut down. I think uh, Kirk Cousins had 134 mm-hmm. yards in that game. Well, and they won country. that game, yeah. But but my point is, in a game that mattered, Minnesota could have taken, you know, tied the lead for the division, which is huge, and Green Bay could have become a, a wild card team.
4: So Gavin, you're telling me you trust Jimmy G?
0: No, and or, I'm actually. And I'm actually not the biggest, you know, on Jimmy G. I just yeah. I don't
3: think. Well, when you're sporting I, porn stars in public, I, I think you got to wonder I, about the. I, <laughs> I I'm think just the Packers saying. Packers are extremely
0: yeah. lucky they got home field. I really do because eight and one against teams over 500 is lucky. Yeah, but I looked at their schedule. The, the over 500 teams were the Raiders, and the, it wasn't anyone fantastic. What are you talking uh, about?
4: They the, beat the, the Bears the twice, who were in the playoffs. The, Bears, the Vikings twice. No, That's but I'm not, just saying. Nope. To Gavin's point, you did. It is not like they beat uh they beat the, the chiefs. 49ers okay, that, uh, you know they, they beat, beat
3: be, the chiefs they went to dallas and they won in dallas those that's are, not an impressive on. win you, mo- the, now the rob cowboys. you're changing
4: the goal line yeah one minute the, the cowboys don't beat anybody good and they're not a great team now you're using that for your what is your affinity is it that you saw the Packers beat up on the Lions so much when you were in Detroit and you just ended up loving them? Because well, now you're making me like, all right, what is going on here, Rob? Because now all of a sudden you're changing the goal line because the Dallas Cowboys were not a good to great team. And now you're telling me, look, they beat the Cowboys. I'm just saying at the point when they beat them,
3: the Cowboys hadn't fallen like that yet. That was a yeah, big win. Yeah, but it's like win. college
4: football, right? If you, you, you're
0: uh, if you're the second seed in the NFC, you should be eight and one against. No, that's the that's the best record in the NFL. Everybody's not eight and one against teams over five. That's the best record. I agree. And actually, one stat I saw today: the Bills have
3: only beaten one. That one team, team. over five. Yeah, the and Titans. they got ten and wins that, and, they're, and, they're and ten was, and six. Yeah, that and was a two and two Titans. So team. that's why I look yeah. at but the eight
4: and one. That does count for something. What I will take the key the key component to me with the comes to the packers is their ability to finally be able to pass and run and have a legit running game remember they had montgomery they had a ride receiver as a running back you know it's bad when not in a case of emergency they had this situation they had to run him out for like i didn't, half of a season uh so all right we'll come back final predictions for wild Card weekend and if you want to hop in and last minute calls we'll take those 877-996-6369 rob parker kelvin washington hanging out with you on a friday in for dan patrick Dan patrick show on fox sports radio
0: Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show.
4: one more time for us rob parker kelvin washington it's the dan patrick show we're in for dan patrick in the danettes thank you for hanging with us over almost three hours now appreciate it hopefully you're having a wonderful friday getting ready for the weekend uh rob real quick let's you know let's take this phone call. Here. shout out to dennis i'm hoping uh, he's still here he's been on hold for like 46 minutes dennis are you there Yes, I'm Dennis, good. you thank must you. be a truck driver. What else can you be doing? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I know. We appreciate Close. you holding on, man. <laughs> Close
2: to that. Well, uh, thank you for taking my call, and I'm a big fan of uh, DP show and the odd couple.
3: Thank you so, thank so much, thank, Dennis.
2: Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Rob. Well, if, if I could share my take on uh, the Tom Brady uh, situation. Uh, I believe the, uh, the, the Belichick-Brady uh, uh, tandem has, has already proven... Uh, nothing to prove anymore. Mm-hmm. They have. Then uh, they're they're not just a team, but but really an institution now. So uh, it's okay to to have change happening, to have changes happening. And what I see right now is uh, Tom Brady probably will be a good choice uh, to move to uh, the Oakland Raiders. Mm. And that is because they're moving to Vegas.
4: Oh, another team. That that's, another team has a new building that wants to bring a buzz to it. Okay, I'm not. They exactly, try to sell yeah. tickets. It'll be,
2: a, it, it'll be a fresh start for for uh, for the uh, Raiders team, and they will draw a huge crowd with just the presence of Tom Brady there. I think.
4: All right, Dennis. Hey, Dennis you know what? That 46 minutes was well worth it. No you doubt about it. Dennis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so appreciate much, guys. It, man and Happy appreciate,
4: New Year, Dennis. Well, and another thing we do know, John Gruden, A, he likes veteran quarterbacks, right? He's more of a veteran quarterback guy. Give me a Rich Gannon, uh, so I can have some success type of a guy. And Rich Gannon was able to have sex, success league MVP, got to a Super Bowl. Obviously they lost. And but then got they their, got their, drugged they by a wow. Well, that team, that team is one of the top. Two, three greatest defensive teams of all no, time. No, they
3: they scored team. more t- t- more points than that, the greatest uh, offense. That, that was, is crazy. They didn't just intercept the ball; they put they ran it in. Yeah, man. I, that, was, I that, covered that Super Bowl.
4: I was there. That was my amazing. favorite. One of my favorite teams was that Buccaneers team. Man, that defense was insane. All right, we um, got to
3: go over the games. You want to, like uh, the yeah, last couple of games? Well, I want
4: you to. Uh, I just want to switch it up for you. Okay. Rob. Because you, you 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 you're you pump faking, man, when I'm asking you to give me uh your what you're thinking here. So I'm not gonna ask you your prediction. Okay. Just I'm gonna ask you to give me the game or two that you're most interested in. How about that? Because you're pump faking. for well, my right? options. All right, so your options are Tennessee at New England, that's gonna be Saturday. Yep. Which you keep going, keep going. Minnesota at New Orleans. Keep going. Seattle at Philadelphia. And what was my last choice? Uh what am I missing here? There's one other game in. It is one other game. I missed the uh uh that's say Buffalo at Houston. Buffalo at no, Houston. Well, I do want to see if this is
3: it for Tom Brady. So, out of all those games, I do want to see because Give me two. Okay, so I want to see that game and then I do want to see S- Seattle and Philadelphia. Now that the, the Minnesota All right, I'm going to scrap that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Minnesota and New um, Orleans. New Orleans only because it's a rematch. Yes. And a lot of people are picking the Vikings. I don't know what I'm not seeing. I think the Saints are going to win, but I keep – there's something back here that's saying, is this really going to happen, that the Saints are going to lose? Well, I
4: think it's because, you know, the Saints have that Aaron Rodgers thing with the Packers where as good as they've been and had some seasons where they've had some really, you know, some success and really good seasons, they don't have much to show for right? Sean Payton and Drew Brees together, we like, wow, that goes together, peanut butter and jelly. But they haven't satisfied have you like a though. peanut butter and jelly has. They haven't won that Super Bowl except for the one. They haven't gone regularly. They haven't. They haven't even gone back and lost. Right. Where it's like you know. So I'm. I'm. I think that's why people are saying they like the Vikings. Not to mention the Vikings have been playing well. So it's not as if they're some bum team that barely made it in. The Vikings have played well. They're a solid team. Kirk Cousins has been playing very well. The second half of the season. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin is, is, Cook a, is, is a an monster MVP type of player. Yep. Um. And again, they have a defense and we always know that defense travels. So I think that's why it's not as if people are, you know, the, the, the thought of the Vikings winning is not far fetched. Um uh, but this in, when you go to the Tennessee Titans or the Patriots, that's another team in the Titans who play very, very, very well as of late. They got Tannehill. I don't know who the heck he thinks he is. Well, yeah, and it's he's... almost become an indictment on men, on the Miami. Is this what you could have gotten out of Tannehill An Adam Gase an Adam the Gase coach of, the, uh, he, of the Jets? Right. Is Ryan Tannehill actually a really good quarterback? He looks good. He has played well, so that'll be interesting. Or is as he well. going to regress to the means? Like, is, is he going to go back? All right. Uh So enjoy your wild card weekend. We got about a minute here. I need to know quickly. Were you the only black person on the entire continent of of Antarctica? No, I was not.
3: First of all, it was an unbelievable trip. Like, if you can get there. We can't. You got to get there. <laughs> yes, you can. And you know what? Right, you ready for this? On the cruise that I took, uh, Antarctica 21, there were 73 people, 24 Americans. And you ready? Yes. 24 Americans, 11 people of color out of the 24. 11. I love One. one do you, hear me? you did
4: that. You went You went a little broader because I said black people. You specifically went of color. You know
3: why I wanted to say that? Because what? it was nine black and two Hispanics. Really? So that's what, yes. Yes.
4: And it was eight, eleven. Were, were there eight of them with you, and you were the other one? No, not at all. I mean, I'm we impressed. didn't know each other. We I'm didn't know impressed. each other. I was unbelievable. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm impressed. You it, know? W- it was a. Gr- yeah. There are things that should not be, copycat
1: killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real life horror story. He was inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The license to kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death.
0: From Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz von Ornsteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.